You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show or at WILKNewsRadio.com if you want to stream us live. It is uh, 510 here in the station in Piston, 64 degrees, and now partly sunny, cloudy, partly sunny. I guess one of those days. I don't have a picture outside right now. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, those uh, student loan payments for a lot of people have picked back up this October. And economists say that loan payments alone aren't expected to dent the economy. Instead, they are more likely to deliver a small ding, thanks in part to the recently launched federal repayment programs and forgiveness efforts that are blunting the initial impact. However, there are also returning at a time when consumer headwinds are picking up speed. Interest rates are sky high, debt is mounting, delinquencies are growing, and inflation pressures remain. And the job market and wage growth have slowed considerably. And again, this is coming from CNN Business. As such, many households are now having to shoehorn payments that are hundreds of dollars in size to already snug monthly budgets. Something has to give. I think somewhere I'll tighten up and spend a little less on groceries But I don't really know yet. Honestly, I go month to month, said Justine Lyons, 49, of Decatur, Georgia. I have a little spreadsheet where I lay out the month or two in advance, and the next three months, they don't look so good. Every month coming up looks tighter and tighter. But we'll find a way. Now, the story goes on to tell stories about individuals across America and their experience with student loan debt what they've taken out, what they've done, especially during the pandemic freeze and afterwards. And it says the pandemic-related payment pause was transformative for many households, allowing them to buy homes, start families, pump money into the economy, and pay down or even pay off these pesky and often hefty educational debts. Well, I'm sorry they're pesky, but they are your debts. They're educational debts. For households like Lioness's, It was helpful to get food on the table. The monthly sum not going toward repayment instead was absorbed by the highest inflation in the United States as seen since the early 1980s. Before the payment pause, Lyon had an outstanding student loan debt, just under $40,000, and the monthly payment of nearly $300 a month, which was not as bad as some, I know she said. Still... For her situation, being a single mother for the past 10 years, raising three daughters, now aged 11 to 19, Lyons knows that every uh, penny was spoken for. It's almost a little degrading because I'm 49 years old and I still feel like I'm scraping by, she said, because every time you think of it, you've got your foot stable, inflation goes up, the car insurance goes up, groceries are just out of control, and now the student loan payment is back in the mix. So it goes on to her story, and it says, While Lyons first ran the online calculator to estimate her expected loan payments, the system spat back a total that was tough to stomach, $380 each month. Cobbling that amount at this point in time would have been next to impossible. Fortunately, Lyons qualified for the newly launched saving 
on saving on a valuable education income-driven repayment, which dropped her monthly payment to about $150. I can do that, she said. It's stressful for sure, but I think it's one more payment to take on to find somewhere. But I will not try to dwell on it, and I will find a way to make it happen. Now, going back to the amount she owed, she took out $40,000 in debt, or she had student loan debt of $40,000, and her monthly payment was nearly $300 a month. Now, most of us who at this time don't have student debt or, or, or never took out student debt to begin with or paid off your student debt or whatever you did, if you buy a $40,000 car, what's your monthly payment around? And, and again, interest rates have been extremely good over the past five years, six years, 10 years for auto loans. A lot of them are 0% interest. A lot of them are 1.9% interest, 29 you know, I think that the low, the mid to low threes are the highest I've seen over the past 10 years. Now, of course, they're, they're up there. They're getting up there. But 40000 if you buy a $40,000 car, your payment's a little more or a lot more than $300 a month. So at $300 a month, are you paying mostly just the interest and a little bit of principal and extending that to 10? Again, she's 49 years old. She's still paying off her student debt. Is this not a priority? Should we not be paying these like a, like a car loan? A $40,000 car loan, you get a five, maybe a six-year loan. Your payments are four, five, six hundred $600 a month, and it's paid off in five years. We seem to be able to do that with cars, but now you have that there. But, you know, here's someone who had it cut in half. All right, with this new program, it being cut in half, does that extend it even longer? And it says, you know, about 43.4 million Americans have federal student loans, collectively amounting to $1.63 trillion in debt. Prior to the pandemic, student loan debt was the fastest growing category of household debt and vaulted from 3% share in 2003 to an 11% share in 2018, according to the Federal Reserve Bank and the New York data. Now, like I said, this story goes down to give different examples of different people. And I want you to hear the stories and make your own judgment here. So I'm going to go through. This is what the student loan pause and forgiveness did. Prior to a pandemic, Brian Snyder and his wife were paying $615 a month between them on their student loans. During the payment pause, the Snyders initially socked away all the extra money. Sounds like a good idea, right? They paused your payment because of the pandemic. Start saving that money. As they didn't know the fle- how fleeting it would be, nor how safe their jobs were during the incredible, uncertain, and volatile early stages of the pandemic. So instead of them making $615 a month towards their student loans, they're saving that just in case they lose their jobs, just in case the pandemic goes really bad for them and something happens. Not a bad move. Their story goes on. As it became more apparent that wasn't going to be the case, but also the rumblings about the potential of a student loan forgiveness, then we started spending it, said Snyder, 34 of Baltimore, Maryland. We bought a camper. We went on vacations more, started going back out to eat a little bit more. So you bought a camper and went on vacations more because you thought we were going to pay your student debt or the taxpayer was going to pay your student debt or is it going to be forgiven? 
That's not what that saving. That savings was there so you could survive, not spend it on a camper, not go on vacation, not go out to eat more. And it goes on in the story where they go out to eat, you know, five or six times a month. Well, five or six times a month, and depending on where you go out to eat, if you go out to your most minimal place for two people for a sit-down lunch or dinner, and they say dinners, so let's say dinner, on your low end at your cheapest restaurant, you could probably go to, what are you looking, about 50 bucks? More commonly, you're looking about 100 bucks. Five or six times, that's five or $600 a month they're spending on going out to eat. Plus, they're going on more vacations, plus they bought a camper. And expect us to now help them with their student debt. Now, it goes on to the next story. Here, instead of paying down your debt, you bought a house, went out more, and we, the taxpayer, should pay off your loan. The Ricketts, Ricketts, R-I-C-K-E-T-T-S-E-S, who before were living straight paycheck to paycheck, We were able to get some breathing room, pay down the credit card bills, and saved enough to buy a home. So instead of paying their credit, their their student debt, they were able to pay down their debt, which is good, pay down their credit card bills, and they saved to buy a home. In recent months, they've tucked away a couple hundred dollars a month and put a good chunk of money towards home repairs and spent the smaller share on experiences such as concerts, date night, and take, uh, take, uh, taking some adventures with their two children. For now, they're staying the course on those spending patterns in part because of the SAVE program reduced their monthly payments. So the taxpayer in this, these programs reduced their monthly payments so they could take on more debt by buying a house. You had a student loan debt. You complained about it being overwhelming for you, but you take out more debt by buying a house. And then they go into people who finally did this right. Finally, someone who did it right and used the pause to pay off her student loan. Joshina McLeod, 29 of Omaha, Nebraska, initially held off making her $200 a month student loan payment during the pandemic pause until a conversation with her mother changed her approach. My mom said, if you have the money, you need to pay for it. You didn't lose your job. Pay for it off while you don't have to pay any interest on it, McLeod said, because she herself also had student loans and said, you don't want to be like me and have student loans for 20 years. Not knowing how long the pause would last, McLeod kept making those payments and then some. With a growing desire to be debt-free, she paid extra when she could, even allocating her tax refunds to the cause. You know what happened? By the time the pandemic was over two and a half years later, she paid off her student loans. And there's another woman here that goes out. She was working. She didn't lose her job. She said, I kept making my student loan payments. I started working for Uber Eats because there was a big demand where I could make a lot of money to pay down my debt. This is another instance. So not only was she working her full-time job, she started to deliver Uber Eats during the pandemic and put all that money she made to paying off her debt. Not only did she pay off her master's degree debt at $60,000, while she was getting her master's, she was able to get a scholarship for $17,000 that paid for her bachelor's student debt that she had. These are people who did it right. And you know what's interesting about this? When you break it down, the people who bought the camper went on vacation more and went out to eat more. The people who bought a house and are going out to concerts and such like that, their middle income 
white couples from from one was from Maryland, the other one was from where? Nebraska. Both had master's degrees. And instead of paying down their student loan, they're buying campers, going on vacations, going out to eat at five or $600 a month and buying houses. But here you had the last two one that I gave you, Jashina McLeod and this other woman, two young black girls. One of them's 29. The other one was 34. Had conversations with their mom. Hey, you don't want to have student debt when you go. Worked extra and paid off their student debt. So this isn't to say when I know there's people out there that the payoff of student debt helps. But if you look at the information that was put out there where the great majority, 80% of the people who would have their debt forgiven for student debt were over 50 and had master's or doctorate's degrees. Just gives you another side when you look at the student debt. And again, I know it helped some people. I know it. Listen, paying off your debt helps anyone, even if you're rich. But this is what people were doing. We saw it. You saw it with your neighbors with the stimulus checks. What did people use their stimulus checks for? Think about it. Your neighbors, people you know, your family members, some of them actually used it to survive. I know. A lot didn't. Matter of fact, most probably we know didn't. Just something to think about there. It's 523 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update, this Penn Teledata internet traffic update is brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. A little bit of a fender bender on 81 northbound right around the River Street exit in the Scranton area. That might slow you down just a bit. It is slowing from Scranton to Pittston heading southbound on 81 as well. Remains jammed up on 81 between Benton Scott and the Clark Summit exit because of that road work and it's pretty jammed up on Main Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 43. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 62. Saturday, cloudy and cooler with rain showers, high 50. Sunday, a.m. rain tapering off in the afternoon, high 55. It's currently 63 degrees and cloudy. Here at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 528 here, 63 degrees and cloudy on this Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Uh, that story on the student from CNN Business, on the student debt that I was talking to you about and telling you about, uh, I have it posted on my Facebook, so you can follow me at Rob O'Donnell on Facebook. You can see the story there. It's a couple stories down because I posted it earlier today. But you can see the entire link. There's a link to this story itself, so you can read it for yourself. And, and I put some synopsis of the stories that I just gave you of each of the individuals that the story breaks down. Then they break down five, six, maybe seven different stories but the you know except for the two maybe three who actually did the right thing to pay off their debt and take the the pause you know as an opportunity where they weren't paying interest and didn't have to pay it to to make some gains on it you know most of the others were you know kind of taking care of themselves and that's not what uh, student debt relief is supposed to be for it's supposed to help them survive right to give them that that leg up not buy campers and homes and take on more debt we'll see what's going on there Let's go to uh, Joe from Berwick on student loans. Joe. Oh, Rob, I'll tell you, I hear you talk about this. You know, my first comment was going to be that maybe these people should stop voting Democrat because I'm to explain how every Democrat-run area 
is almost impossible to live in because the cost of living is out of control. But, you know, I, I don't even – what we're talking about here, Rob, is people, they can't even comprehend what, what, what is wrong here. Uh, and, and I'll tell you how, how I see this. I, I do clean-outs as part of my job. And we do a lot of clean out for people get kicked out of apartments because they can't pay rent. And, and, and there's usually some kind of drug use involved as well. And yet, in spite of the fact they can't pay rent and they're using drugs, they, they, the, the stuff we find in there brand new in boxes is unreal. It's, 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 and, and, when you, when you start to see this over and over again in the same pattern, and you start to understand how screwed up this country is, this society is, because we, what, we, what we call poor, hey, you know who's poor in this country? People who work and try to pay their own way. They're poor. They, they can barely afford it in some areas because it's so bad. The people who are, are getting all kind of assistance, they ain't poor. They're, they're, they're buying things like you wouldn't believe because when I got to clean out their apartments and their houses, it's just unreal, the stuff that we find in there, just totally unnecessary junk. And I'm talking like today, uh, hundreds upon hundreds of, of CDs and DVDs, but they get kicked out for not paying rent, and there's all kind of drug paraphernalia all over the place. This is, you know, this is the society we're living in. Yeah, these these uh, assistance programs. And Joe, I appreciate you calling in. I got to go to Paul Michaels in a yeah. second, but I appreciate your take on it. There's definitely abuse here, and we have to do more across the board. I mean, you're ruining it for the people that actually do really need these services. And there are people out there that really, truly do need these services. But when you see the abuse there, and like I said, truly look at the, you know the stimulus checks, what people did with them, people in your circle, what they did with them, what they literally spent it on. Now, if you spent it on food and actually paying bills and stuff you needed to do or clothing for your children, hey, bravo on you. But, I, you know, I think if you start to really be honest with yourself and look at what was, what a lot of people spent the, the money on or did with it, uh, it, it would be an eye-opening. And, again, that was for people to survive during the pandemic because things were closed, things were shut down. Um, you know, and that goes on top of a lot of people weren't paying for child care. A lot of people weren't paying for meals, gas for their vehicles to go back and forth and such like that. Um, but a lot of people did also lose their jobs, but there was the money to bank up for that, too. And a lot of people were making more money by staying home than they were working. And we've so people abuse that, too. As an employer in this area, I saw it firsthand. It's uh, 532 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 538 here at the station. It says sunsets coming, no doubt. Losing, losing more and more daylight. Call or text at 570-883-0098. See if we can clean up some of these calls here. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on the Israelis. Rich. How you doing, Rob? Thanks for taking a call. Sorry I changed your subject. No, uh, no. We've been talking about it all day. Yeah, Rob, two things puzzle, puzzle, puzzle me to death. The Israelis have a stock of helicopters as robust as the United States model-wise. In 12 hours, not one helicopter gunship, Right. Uh, no, they, they've been it, using their helicopters. They, that's what they've been pummeling uh, well, a lot of these areas with. Yeah, but when the attack happened, it was a 12-hour attack. I mean, 
Israel is 260 miles by 74 in approximate numbers. They could have drove there in 12 hours with cars. I, I don't understand this. Now, every Israeli that's healthy enough has to do two hours of service. Men and women, so they're trained in rifles and guns. And they have to do that till age 40. Now, I know there's a lot of people that came here that didn't have that training. But when you have a target on your back, wouldn't you think every year there'd be training on how to use a rifle? Uh, I don't leave the house w w without concealed weapon uh, carry, all right, because of what the, what's happened to this country. And, again, I don't brag or anything. I'm no expert. But, my God, at least try to take one with you. Well, it, it was a holiday in Israel, so it, it was that. It was during their Sabbath um, where they weren't allowed to use any electronic devices. Uh, and as far as the weapons, the border towns are looking for a peaceful situation. They are not armed. They, they encourage not being armed. This, this peace concert, this rave concert that was attacked, they were uh, specifically told, don't bring any firearms or knives or such. This is for peace. This is on the border of Gaza. We are looking for peace. And they were attacked and they were unarmed. A lot of these uh, kibbutz who are on the yep. borderline, they're, they're community farms. They, they want to live in harmony with their neighbors. They are right on the border. They are purposely living there because they want to see peace in the area. They don't arm themselves. Some of the kibbutz had... Uh, had uh, safe rooms where they had uh, weapons, and the, the the few that did get them out to the populace were able to fight off the the, the terrorists. And because it was so intertwined in these kibbutz in these these farming communities, you know, helicopters really couldn't be able to pick off here and there. So I, you know, I don't know how they would have been, but they've been using them since. Well, you, you bring troops in, you bring more, more uh, cops in, anything. Well, most uh, most of the Israeli army are uh, reserves, so they they again, it was a holiday. They had to get them in, they had to get them equipped, they had to get them organized, and then send them out to the areas. That's why it's taken you know the the two days it did for them to get there and start pushing back. I mean, just today, Fox News was at one of the kibbutz on the border live, and somebody opened fire on them. I think the kibbutz will have guns and weapons from now on. Well, uh, it's the best time to get attacked. There might Bob. not be a Gaza Strip in the future, so we'll see what happens yeah, there. Yeah, the best time to, to, to get hit is on a holiday, and we've seen it before. You know what I mean? Well, that's when uh, they attacked 50 years ago during during the same thing. Yes, exactly that, Rob. And, uh, all right, Rich, I, I got to go. I, I'm up against traffic right, and weather. Thanks, I appreciate Thank you. Call. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. It's time. It's 541. Uh, it's time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet. Very frustrating. 81 northbound from Avoca all the way to the Scranton area. You can expect a pretty good delay there as they clear up an accident. Coming southbound on 81 through the Scranton area, that is also a little slow go. And we are jammed up in that construction zone from Scott Benton to about Waverly. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. W-I-L-K traffic. Thank you. No problem. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold. Low 43. Friday, mix of sun and clouds. High 62. Saturday, cloudy and cooler with rain showers. High 50. Sunday, morning rain tapering off in the afternoon. High 55. It's currently 63 degrees, and now it's saying mostly sunny. It's cloudy, mostly sunny. Every time I read the weather, it's different. Cloudy, mostly cloudy. Now it's mostly sunny. It's 542 here at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 546, 63 degrees, and mostly sunny outside on this Thursday, October 12th, 2023, as we wind things down. 
Let's go to the phones now. We have Elle from Wayne County on student loans. Elle, how are you? I'm I'm good. How are you doing, Rob? Uh, I've been better, but we're getting through. Yeah. Well, I I loved the stories that you read about these student loans. Oh my lord. I I thought the first one that you read, the the one that was saving the $615 every month, I thought that was going to be great right through and then all of a sudden you hit that dagger. <laughs> and and I said You've got to be kidding me. They went from one extreme thinking to the opposite. I said, oh, Lord, I just couldn't believe that they did that, that they would be saving that much money and then all of a sudden just turn totally irresponsible and turn to greed, really, when you think about it. And and those other two girls that did the right thing, kudos to them because they are – responsible individuals and that's what we need more of in this country <laughs> we do but uh it doesn't appear to be the the majority of of people out there it's no. it's just uh you know when you look at who who was going to benefit most from the student loan forgiveness who's benefiting most now from the reductions and such and again you know there's there's both sides but i get it there are people out there who you know, anyone could use to save $20,000, $40,000, $60,000. I mean, anyone. I don't care. You know, I don't care if you make six figures a year. You, If you could save fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in debt, yeah, you'd love that. Of course we'd love it. Absolutely. But, and not just that. Everybody, if, if everybody would have said, uh, would have known, oh, well, you know, it's a possibility that you won't have to pay that loan back. You know how many more people would have went to school, to colleges, that really couldn't afford to do it? There would have been a lot more people. But see, the people that didn't do that, that went and got a job and earned their money, you know, some of them were able to go to school for nothing if they went to the work at the right place. I mean, where I worked, you could go to school for nothing. All you had to do was get a C or better, and they even paid for your books. Well, and it goes, I mean, if you are truly poor, you are getting a tremendous amount of financial aid to where college is, is very affordable. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, especially a lot of these need-based colleges, the state colleges, the community colleges, there's there's plenty out there, plus all the resources to where you can have your college paid for, be it the GI Bill, be it you know joining the military and other means. There, there's ways to get it done. And, and like I said, you know, when people over 50 – who have advanced degrees and are making over six figures are your main beneficiary of student forgiveness, you're doing something wrong. You're not helping the disenfranchised. You're helping future voters. You're helping your voters to keep them as voters. That's what it was geared towards. And, um, you know, right. I just wanted to give those stories out. And, again, that that story in full from CNN Business, it's a, you know, I didn't get yeah. it from Fox News or any, you know, the town hall media or anything like that. It's Fox News. It's, it's CNN Business. The, that link to that story where you can read it in full is on my Facebook. Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a million. And keep doing a great job, okay? Appreciate you, Al. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And it is. And, and, you know, talking about what's going on around America, I just want to get back on that. Members of the American Sheriff's Alliance are calling for immediate action due to heightened terrorism threats they fear exist because of the U.S. border policies. Their call comes as a record number of known suspected terrorists, KSTs as they're known in the Border Patrol, were apprehended by Federal Customs and Border Patrol agents in fiscal year 2023, the largest number recorded in history. Let me say that again. Fiscal year 2023, 
known suspected terrorists were apprehended, the largest number in recorded history. If you think we're safe here, you're sadly mistaken. And is this just a coincidence? Maybe. But don't you think it's better safe than sorry? Which is why I'm going to continue to preach. You know what? Know your situation awareness. Be prepared. If you have the training and can legally carry, do so. Be aware of your situation. And you don't have to carry a gun. Be aware of your situation. Know your exits. Know who's around you. You know, the see something, say something. Absolutely. There's plenty of things out there that we can do. But uh, Alliance members recently met to discover to discuss the continued pressure and strain the resources due to the lack of border enforcement throughout the United States, including the alarming statistics and encounters with individuals found to be on the terrorist watch list, also known as terrorist screening data set, as well as the influence of the Sinola cartel and Jalasco New Generation cartel. Now we also we 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 all know what the the cartel is doing. You know, in the last two years, there's been a 906% increase in encounters of known suspected terrorists. A 906% increase. This fiscal year, 432 known suspected terrorists were apprehended at the northern border compared to 227 at the southern southwest border. That's about a little over 650, 660, 660 known suspected terrorists from our both our north and southern border. They also cite the arrests of individuals with criminal convictions for those wanted by law enforcement increased from 6,562 to 16,992. That's the 6,562 were from 2021. 16,992 for 2022, and so far 18,586 in 2023, indicating a 183% increase in two years. The numbers aren't, don't lie. The facts don't lie. The fact that we are having increased known terrorists try to enter our country here is a fact. The highest in history have been apprehended. That doesn't include the ones that have gotten away. Now, if you compare that, and again, there's no way of knowing, but if you compare the amount of people we've stopped to known gotaways, we stop less than half. Now, transfer that to the known terrorists. What did I say? 660? We're caught? Another 660 possibly throughout the country now in here? Just this year alone? Do we do we truly believe we're safe? And, and again, it only takes one. It takes two. Depending on how widespread it is. But, you know, we've already lost 27 in Israel, American citizens. So, just something else to keep your eye out. And it looks like uh, some more CEOs are coming and getting together about holding these universities accountable for these pro-terrorist stances that they're taking. One of the University of Pennsylvania's biggest benefactors called on alumni of the Ivy League school to close the checkbook over the college's failure to condemn Hamas terror attacks on Israel. 
weeks after it had a, a controversial pro-Palestinian festival. Apollo management CEO Mark Rowan, a graduate of Wharton, who along with his wife donated $50 million to the business school in 2018, demanded UPenn president Liz McGill and Scott Bach, chair of the board of trustees, step down according to their letter obtained by the Post. The letter sent to the school newspaper, The Daily Pennsylvanian, pointed to last month's festival that included writers who have called for the death to Israel as troubling sign of the vaunted school tolerates anti-Semitism. Now, again, this took place last month, this festival. But their speakers have called for the death to Israel. Something we should uh, pay attention to here as well in Pennsylvania. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Thursday, October 12th, 2023. It is uh, 5.59, 62 degrees. Remember, we have that uh, traffic going on from about Avoca to the Scranton area if you're going north. Hopefully that clears up shortly. But, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had today. I tried to mix it up a little bit. Give us some different things. There was a lot of different information come up. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot more information on the speaker's race, but it appears that uh, Steve Scalise now does not have the votes he needs. And, um, you know, all the chatter I'm hearing coming out of Congress on social media is they are nowhere closer to having a speaker. They need to really get this mess together. It's, it's unbelievable the incompetence that we tolerate in our government on both sides, and we need to really put a stop to that. Well, we'll do this again tomorrow. God bless. Be safe. And remember, just be vigilant out there and beware of your surroundings and uh, know your situational and awareness always. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK. We'll see you tomorrow.